Hi, everyone, and welcome to Freedom from Addiction, Truth, Just Below the Service of the Neil Haley Show. And I'm excited to welcome the program, Reverend Wynn Henderson. Wynn, how are you? I'm doing good this morning, Neil. Awesome. I know you have a great guest, great guest for us today. Uh, two great guests. Um, let me start by saying it's a pleasure to have everyone out there listening to my show today. It's my sincerest desire for you to get something from it that will make your life richer, fuller, and safer. My name is Reverend Wynn Henderson. As an ordained Christian minister and a retired medical doctor, I have a dual perspective to bring you content to solve problems in your life. This podcast is the longest running, single hosted, spiritually based radio internet talk show in America. It's been on the air for over 20 years. I bring you information about the disease of addiction, your purpose in life, and investigative reporting on truth just below the surface. We're going to um, talk about something today that I think that you'll find extremely interesting. I'm reading from the uh, back cover of the book. It says, Free Enterprise is a culmination of life's work in successful sales and marketing. In this definitive guide, best-selling author Howard Bronson and Peter Lang introduce many of the most innovative marketing strategies and tactics to their clearest and most applicable form to date. The aim is to assist anyone in the world with a small to mid-sized business to take advantage of all the mostly free social and general media accesses. The goal is to assist these individuals on a worldwide basis for the purpose of inspiring free trade at the most elementary level. The more this level of commerce is encouraged, free trade is encouraged the greater the opportunities are for world peace. It's friendship and world peace through commerce, one vendor at a time. Uh, first, I'm going to introduce my uh, guest today. Howard Bronson has been on the show five previous times with five of his previous books, and I suggest that you go back into archives on this podcast and listen to all five of them because you got some really great information there. Howard received his master's degree in journalism from Boston University and a second uh, master's degree in counseling psychology. He's the author of 16 other books, including The Original Good Idea, Now What? Uh, Doggone, How to Heal a Broken Heart in 30 Days, Skiing Without Seeing, How to Make an Impossible Marriage Possible, and um, The Law of the Stumble, and several other books. Uh, Howard lives a quiet life with his wife and two younger children in East Dover, Vermont. I have said about Howard in previous shows Howard is the most critically thinking philosopher and author of the 21st century, in my opinion. The uh, second um, 
guest today is Peter Lang. And when I think about Peter, I think about the comment, this ain't rocket science. Well, it's not rocket science, but Peter is a brilliant uh, rocket scientist uh, working for NASA in the past. And so we've got two extremely high intellect people on the program today. Um, Peter uh, is working with individuals now to help them connect to their vision or purpose, show them how to get paid well by living their truth so that they may share their gifts with the world. He's modest, but truly enlightened, an enlightened soul devoted to showing others how they can be a beacon to billions in a world that needs more of the light of truth. So we've got uh, two great um, experts and authors uh, on the program today. And um, the next thing I would like to do is to read you um, something from the forward to the book. And uh, here it is. We live in challenging times, to say the least, and there is more work to be done than ever before in history. Yet unemployment is up. Bankruptcies are at a record level. Foreclosures are through the roof. Oil is proving to be both an environmentally and economically impractical means of fuel. Even if the inflated oil industry likely collapses under its own greed, food prices around the world um, promise to lead to a new outbreak of disease, famine, food wars, and riots like we've never seen. Bailout, ridiculously low interest rates, and we'll just print more money seem to be the rallying cries, but not the substantive solutions. And the virus we've just come through, horrific, cruel, unfair, not just in its own right, but by our collective failure to resolve a Holocaust that has never happened, uh, that should have never happened in the first place. Um, these are some ideas talking about this book. And uh, Howard and Peter, it's nice to have you on the program today. Good to be here. Okay, I think uh, Howard. Thank you, Reverend. I think, yeah. Howard, yeah. I would like for you to tell me why you dedicated your book to Mary Jane Finnegan. Oh, that was easy. Uh, Mary Jane Finnegan runs a very modest, uh, what you might call a thrift store in our neighboring town of West Dover, Vermont. Uh, people come in and they bring the clothes and furniture and whatever that they don't want. Uh, and you would think it ends there, that you get a piece of it and whatever. But what she does is she sells it. They spruce up some of the things. They have a wonderful, wonderful shop, very clean, very organized. And then anybody in the valley who in, in our region 
who may be in temporary financial straits, needing help with, uh, with rent or mortgage, an electric bill, uh, whatever medical crisis, they come to Mary Jane. She gives them the money. You know, they document what they need. She gives them the money. And then those people work it off. They might spend 20 or 30 hours working in the store. Uh, it is the ideal, I, it, on so many levels, it's wonderful. It's about, you know, recycling. Uh, it's about salvaging. It's about, you know, putting something viable and positive into the community. So that's why I dedicated the book to this wonderful woman and her business. And I would imagine that she employs some of your ideas that's in this book in her business. And that's why she was successful. Uh, Howard, I'm holding your book in my hand. It's about two pounds. It's 495 pages. And to me, it's more like a college textbook uh, than it is about uh, a normal uh, nonfiction book that I see all the time. Um, why is your book so big? Uh, why do people need this much information? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a heavy book, um, but it's light reading. Look, you can find a free webinar on anything that promises to give you everything in an hour, just so they can upsell you for some very expensive further seminar. Uh, but you can also find how-to videos and how to do anything on YouTube. But the truth is, we, Peter and I, uh, spent a lifetime learning how to bring good personal ideas to life. And it's all here in this book. Everything that you need to know, every page has something you can understand and put into practice right away. Well, uh, Peter, um, you're a rocket scientist. That means that you're a smart person. And you and Howard have put this book together. What was your initial interest in working on this project? Well, you know, when Howard came to me and talked to me about what the aims of the book were to create real systems for creating peace throughout through global commerce, that was something I, I could really get behind because, you know, at the heart of non-peace, let's say, is a belief, number one, in scarcity, and number two, a misunderstanding between cultures. And what we're trying to do here is say, number one, I want to give people the tools and ideas to help them take control of their economic lives, to lift them out of their current circumstances through their own ideas that they can bring to market and show them that there, there really is abundance in the world. And then if we take that abundance and share it with each other, that'll help us understand each other and our cultures. And so when, when that was the aim of the book, I could really get behind that and work with Howard and pull this together, you know, and then recently with the pandemic and, and millions of people in this country, let alone throughout the world, who've lost jobs and been severely impacted economically, um, we felt like it was more important than ever to get this out there uh, into people's hands and 
show them that they don't just need to be sitting around waiting for, you know, handout, uh, but that they can take their own ingenuity and tur turn their ideas into something that can help them and, and help the world. And um, um, finally bring, bring their gifts to the world. Cause that's something I'm really about when I work with individuals is how do you take your God given gifts and turn them into something that uh, can benefit the whole world. Peter, um, my uh, podcast is three-pronged. One, trying to help people get over their addictive behaviors. Two, to teach them about the importance of purpose in life. And three, about investigative reporting or truth just below the surface. With respect to the second one, purpose in life, both you and Howard uh, should comment. What is uh, your purpose in life? I mean, what is it that gets you up every morning and makes you want to go morning after morning that you're passionate about? Thanks for that question. It kind of relates back to the last thing I shared there is what I'm doing in my work is really helping people understand why they're here and what their goal in life is or what their purpose in life is to bring to the world. Because I think a lot of people go through life just disconnected from the greatness that they are and what they have to offer. And I know, you know, you're a Christian minister. Of course, you know, the parable, of the talents, that's been one of my leading parables throughout my life, which is don't just bury your stuff in the ground, uh, take it out into the world and multiply it and, and for the benefit of others. And so that's what I'm really about is showing people what are their talents and how can they package those and take them to the world in a way that not only benefits them, but benefits everybody around them. And Howard, how about you? I would also, sure. I would also say that, you know, I've thought really carefully and as I've worked on these seven books that are out this year uh, and I've reflected on who I am, I realized that the purpose that was given to me and we find our purpose by exploring, challenging ourselves, making mistakes, getting up again and moving forward. And I realized my purpose is to use what I know and learn and confess what I don't know so that I can help others heal so that they can become their best self and in their most, their highest prosperity. This is why, you know, Peter and I synergize so well. Uh, the other thing too is, you know, a lot of people, a lot of interviews, they've said, wow, you, you know, you did seven books, two were re-releases, but you, you know, completed these five books and, you know, during COVID and the year, uh, that must've been really hard. And the opposite is true. It was a joy because let me say this. When you know your brand, life is grand and no one should stop you, but it won't go as planned. Okay, so uh, that's uh, some good insight on what y'all are all about. Um, I would say that a lot of people message me I don't know what my purpose is and I don't know how to find it. And, and to that comment, I'll just put this out today. In my book, Freedom from Addiction 3, which is available on Amazon, I tell you 
how to find your purpose in life. So if that's your, your difficulty, your sticking point, go over there and read how to find out why you were created. Now let's go on. And uh, either or both of you can respond. Let's say that you have an idea about something that you want to put out into the world. What's the first thing that you would advise the person to do? Uh, well, I think I'll, I'm going to take this one, Peter, if it's okay. Yep. Um, well, I'm going to shock a lot of people, but the first thing you should do is not go out and spend a small fortune on some grand patent. I've worked with thousands of people as have, as Peter has, uh, and there are so many, and, and, and worked with hundreds of patent attorneys, and virtually all of them will say, you know, I had a client come in here, they spent 10, 20, $40,000 on securing a patent, and then they did nothing. And, you know, one of my, I think my second or third book, Good Idea, Now What? People have these good ideas, and they, they let themselves down on the now what element. Uh, and they don't do the most important thing that will protect their idea. And what that is, is aggressive marketing. If you have coordinated, not pushy, but coordinated marketing that's effective, if you track what you're doing, and they show you how to do this in free enterprise, you will succeed bit by bit, won't all happen at once. You know, overnight success can take several years. But what I'm urging people to do is don't think that you're gonna to have to raise a ton of money. This book shows you how to do the very antithesis of that, uh, how to use and access resources that are mostly free. Howard, I wish I had had your book back 20 years ago. I uh, went to a patent attorney <laughs> And realize this is two decades in the past. And he charged me $3,500 to get me a patent for what was at the time the most effective non-pharmacological treatment for plaque psoriasis. And so I had that uh, patent and I tried, to, I tried to market it on no budget. And 20 years I had that patent. And at the end of 20 years, when it expired, I was out $3,500. So I, yeah. I totally agree with you that just getting a patent on something does not guarantee any degree of success. And that people need to read your book, yours and Peter's book, to uh, understand how you can market your product, your idea on a budget, right? You know, when I would say this, that Peter and I are, are comfortable, we've worked hard and we've been blessed and we've been fortunate. Uh, and I think, you know, I can say this and I'm, and, and I'm sure it would be echoed by Peter. Uh, we make a living, but I'm not in this at all for the money. And you'll see this in any of my books not in it for the money, I'm in it for the message. And, you know, apropos of your situation, literally hundreds of thousands of people, you know, spend and waste their money every month on, you know, these kinds of highfalutin patent promises, thinking that's the pathway to success. 
but even the government doesn't agree with that. You know, they have provisional patents, they have patent pending. Uh, you can spend just a hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars, um, and you can, you know, preliminarily protect your idea. But again, and it bears repeating, if you're aggressive about your marketing, and you establish in that marketing that you were first, basically you're protected. And I'm going out on a limb saying that, but I've been on this tree for many decades. So I know that there are um, people who advertise for you to submit your invention idea to them and for a fee that they will help you with the process and everything. Are these all scams or just part of them? Yeah, don't. <laughs> In simple terms, you know, if somebody's saying we want to see your idea, we want to hear about your idea, um, it's just a come on and uh, basically ineffective. Uh, you know, they might have one in a few hundred thousand uh, that uh, would be successful. But what this book does, this book is based on theories that I developed that were just theories in my late 20s and early 30s that you could get free development, free publicity, and free resources. Now that's multiplied exponentially uh, that you don't, you can be in any part of the world and you don't have to worry initially of, oh my goodness, I can't do this because I don't have money. You know, all these naysayers, these yaba people. You can make it happen and in free enterprise, Peter and I show you how. Well, I, I would like each of you to take a turn at explaining one of the most important or one of your favorite marketing ideas, a pearl of wisdom that people can take away from this program today before they buy your book. Sure, I'll start on that one. So one of the things that I brought to the team here and is this idea of 21st century marketing. When I know when Howard first put this first incarnation of this book together, the internet was not a thing. Uh, I'm, I'm aging him a bit here, but um, now that we have the internet and it's, it's so uh, prolific, uh, not only in this country, but around the world, um, and people have access to tons of information that they didn't, they didn't have 20 years ago. And so my favorite way to get your ideas out there is through, through the use of social media, through the use of online chat groups and things that you can do online to develop interest in your ideas, develop customers from just talking to people in, in Facebook groups or other areas that you can contact people. But the end goal of all that, and, and we talk about this in chapter 15, is to build an email list. Because once you have connected with enough people and start to build an email list, or maybe give something away for free on your website to people to, in exchange for their email address, now you have control of that list you own. And you can use that list to continue to communicate to, with those people that are interested and nobody can take that away from you. Um, Mark Zuckerberg can't take that away from you on Facebook or Instagram or any, any of these other uh, companies that own these social media platforms. They're changing their rules all the time. So you want to use those, those uh, social media tools 
to connect with people, but your goal is to get their email so that you now have a way to connect with them irrespective of any other changes in the internet space. Um, and, and that's my favorite way to do it in, in the 21st century with all the free tools that we have available to it. This is just amazing. I mean, the changes that have happened in the last 20 years are mind boggling, but that, that's my favorite. What about you, Howard? Well, wait for Howard starts. <coughs> yep. um, I've been in this business of writing books for 20 years and a lot of people who have mentored me one way or the other have said that the best, least cost way of marketing your book is to have a ever expanding uh, list uh, that you can talk to every day, every week, whatever. And these are gonna be the people who are going to support you and buy your product. So I would echo that, that you need a great email list. And I would also say that this is just one idea that's in this book, but I believe it sells for about $25. That would be the best $25 you've ever spent on your career, your idea, your passion. So let me just say that, uh, go buy this book. Okay, now you, Howard. Steve, the most important thing you need to do, um, I'm more philosophical, and as you, you know, identified me being the philosopher, um, I think the critical element is to first listen very carefully as you have an idea. Excitement can suppress practicality. And it's okay to have a revolutionary idea. In fact, that's how we grow. But it's really critical to take the time to look at your idea, to think about it, to reflect on it. You know, I spent like two years thinking about the book Speak Up, the book I wrote on racism and gossip and connections, uh, that you need to kind of listen to the world, listen to the, the environment, listen to your own heart, so that when you are ready to start, you can relentlessly believe in what you're doing. And when you have to call that TV station 16 times, you'll do it. Or when you have to you know, submit your book like I did with Good Idea, Now What? It had like, I think 28 or 29 failures where nothing happened. And then all of a sudden I got a call from Costco or one of those places and they bought like 30,000 books. Um, you know, if I had given up at number 29, I wouldn't have known the success I know today. So persistence is really important. And sometimes persistence is more important and persistence and faith are more important than talent uh, because you'll learn as you go. But get, a, get an idea that you know can be part of your heart that can course through your bloodstream. And once you do that, you go to the book Free Enterprise and we will show you so many ways to bring that idea to life without having to spend money, whether you're from New York City, the medium-sized company, or if you're trying to sell alpaca sweaters uh, in the poorest town in Liberia. We'll show you how to set up a website. Uh, we'll show you how to publicize what you're doing. 
will show you how to enter the world of commerce. And there's nothing I love more. I just want to say this because I'm so excited about this. Uh, that, you know, I'm doing some dealings right now. I have uh, some commerce dealings with people in foreign countries like Pakistan, for example. Uh, people who would never be friends with us or with me uh, in particular. And it's such a joy when we start working together and building that commerce. And when I can say to them, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. And that's how we build the basis and weave a fabric for world peace. Uh, Howard, um, you said that you had um, um, 29 rejections for your book. Is that right? Um, yeah, I mean, probably more, but those are the ones I'm willing to remember. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to tell you that you have been surpassed. Uh, the, the biggest selling book series in the world that I know of, other than the Bible, is Chicken Soup for the Soul. Sure. And they took this idea and got turned down by more publishers than you did. So mm -hmm. if you've got the best selling book in the world and nobody realizes it and you stop, whose fault is that? Is it the people that are too stupid to be able to see the value? Or is it your fault for quitting before you get to the point that you want to be at? Exactly. If you have something to say, you must find a way. And, and you know, there's been many, many inventors and uh, people in the world who might have quit. I believe that uh, the electric light bulb by Edison depending on who you read, he, uh, he tried 10,000 times to, to get that thing to work. What if he had stopped at 9,999 times? We wouldn't have a light bulb. But the fact was- Well, Reverend, I wanted to say, he, he was told to stop, you know, after whatever the number was. They said, look, you know, you've done, you know, 3,500, whatever. You've, you've had 9,000 plus failures, Mr. Edison, time for you to quit. And Mr. Edison right. said, no, what I've learned are 9,000 ways how not to develop a light bulb. Exactly. So you know, even our failures. Right. I wanted to talk to both of you. I mean, the failures, Howard and Peter, are something that I see a lot of times that it's a learning experience, yet sometimes we think our failures are a learning experience to stop doing something, then a light bulb comes on like a day later that gives us clarity. Have you seen that before, Howard and Peter? Right, because you cannot trust your thoughts when you're tired or overwhelmed. So sometimes you have to walk away. I'm privileged to have my 40 acres here. and I just go in the woods and, you know, synergize with trees. Uh, and just get away from it all, make sure that I'm rested and clear-headed. Because when we get overwhelmed, uh, you know, giving up is a choice. And Wynn and I have dealt, you know, with, with bereaving families and, you know, in the hospice and, you know, people who really are overwhelmed and, and make that choice. Uh, sometimes it's not their own choice, it's God's will. But we have to approach things with a clear head. And there's danger in comfort. There should be struggle. 
we sometimes have to stand up for what we're doing. Uh, sometimes we have to simply say, look, this is my heart. This is my dream. I'm doing this for my family. Uh, I'm reaching into the best of myself. This is who I am. And it's all for the people around me. Peter, did you want to add to that? I bet you do. Yeah, I'll just, I'm just going to add a, I know when that you take a spiritual approach to addiction, I'll just add the, the spiritual element here for me is that when those ideas that come into your head, those are gifts, really. I see those ideas that people get as gifts from the spirit and to not act on them is like going back to my comment earlier of parables of the talent is burying your talents in the dirt. Um, so I think we have an obligation um, to listen to the spirit and those ideas flowing into our head and to bring them forth into the world because what the spirit wants is to help make the world a better place. And if we uh, are open to the guidance that we're getting and what it is that we're being asked to bring to the world, it can only end in good. Uh, Peter, um, this, this is a uh, sticking point with me a little bit because I've been working to try to help people be able to free themselves from over 30 different addictive behaviors. And there's about 1,400 plus uh, secular programs on addiction, which in my viewpoint are more often than not a way for people to enrich themselves at people who suffer from addiction uh, and uh, to take their money. And these programs have been going on for 40 years in various forms. And some of them cost as, uh, as much as um, I think um, 18, no, not 18, $80,000 for a 28 day spa experience. And when the person gets out of losing their $80,000, they uh, try to convert them again, come back for a second trip. And the fact of the matter is that because they don't realize that a secular approach to addiction is a failure, it won't work. That's why addiction is getting worse in our country every day. Just look around you. Um, everything from opioids up to being addicted to the internet. It's worse every day. And only if you can get into a spiritually based program like mine, will you have a significant chance of beating, of curing your addictive behavior. So uh, thanks for being able to be on a soapbox for a second there. Go get my book, Freedom from Addiction 3, and find out the best way, you know, for the least amount of money uh, to be able to cure any of 30 different addictions. Sorry for that advertisement, but, uh, you know, I had to say it. So, um, let's see, getting back to our, what we were talking about. One of the things that I think is the most important information for me to put out this morning is not uh, a commentary on all of the things in your book that will help people because it's 495 pages and we only have a limited amount of time. Um, 
what I want to say is for 25 bucks, you can have all this information, a college um, text type book. You can study it, underline it, try it, and, and get all these kind of things. And there's nothing that I know of in the world that will give you a better chance uh, as far as promoting a new idea that you want to use to help other people than uh, Howard's and Peter's book, Free Enterprise. And you can uh, get that on amazon.com. Uh, guys, uh, where else uh, would you send them to get more information on free enterprise? You got that one, Howard? I'll jump in. Um, so we do have a website. It's called freeenterprisesolutions.com. Uh, and in there, we'll, you can get access to all of Howard's books but, and some of our other ideas and, and free resources to, to help you out. But uh, I think you're right. You know, our, our goal when was when, when we put this book together and you, it is very thick and heavy, but and it, uh, like your description is like a college textbook, but we really, our vision was that people would use this as, as like a manual, like a guide um, to, to, to lead them forward. And if, if you look at the book, you'll see there's lots of places in there with some blank space so you can write down your ideas. So it's not, it's not your typical book where you just pick up and read it. It's a, it's a, a workbook, if you will, for how to work on your idea and, and bring it into the world. Um, one of you have said that 90% of the best ideas go to the grave unfulfilled with their creator. And I find that it's probably Actually, yeah. 95% or, or better. If you're listening today and you've got an yeah. idea, don't take it to the grave with you. If you want to help other people in the world, market your idea. And let's uh, get information from Peter and Howard uh, in their uh, great book, Free Enterprise. Guys, we're coming close to the end of our time today. I'm going to give you each uh, a couple minutes to summarize or, or add in something that you think is important that we haven't gone over. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll jump in here. Don't give up on a good idea. You know, the, the problem people often face is discouragement, either, you know, from themselves or from their family. What are you doing? Why are you going in this direction? You know, when you could be working at Home Depot and, you know, making a secure living. But if you're, and God bless Home Depot, but for every moment you're not dedicated to finding the answer. I mean, why do people often not do well in their Google searches? Because they don't ask the right question. So ask of yourself the right question. What do I need to do right now to make my idea develop, grow, and bloom? And as long as your idea is beneficial to all humanity, uh, there is a way and you should believe in it. And there are people that have horrible ideas right now. Uh, and they spread like wildfire, like viruses all over, all over social media. Um, but the health that, what all that says to me with all the problems we see is that there's a lot of work to be done. And everybody listening, everybody listening has some kind of gift. We're all on a path and a journey. 
it's incumbent upon each of us to find out what that gift is, as Peter was saying, and make the best of it. Thank you, Howard. Peter, do you have any closing uh, comments? Yeah, just back to your point about most ideas go to the grave unfulfilled. Um, I think that one of the big reasons for that is, you know, a lack of knowledge on the how. We call it the how hole. People get lost in the how hole. If you get the book, it gives you all the hows. Stop worrying about the hows. Uh, but the other thing I think is that a lot of people are stubborn and they're unwilling to admit that they that they don't know everything and that they actually could use a guide. Uh, and so the book is your guide and it will help lead you along the way to bringing your idea into the world. Neil, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I just like, I mean, that, I think it's just the, the idea of the, never give up on an idea. Keep going, keep trying so that finally that door closes completely. And you know when that door completely closes, but you have to persevere. There's going to be some hard days. There's going to be some great days. It's a roller coaster ride and journey in life. Um, uh, I would just add to that, Neil, that, you know, in my life, sometimes, you know, doors have closed. And when I can, I try to crash through that door. Uh, guys, um, Winston Churchill, uh, who was prime minister during World War II, made one of the greatest speeches that I've ever heard. It was also the shortest speech that I've ever heard. And he said, never Never, 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 never quit. 90% of being successful is showing up. And if you always show up and you never quit, you're going to be successful. So that's a little pearl from me and Winston today. And it's been great talking to you guys uh, on the program today. And we'll get this out all over the world later today. And, and hopefully you'll help a lot of people. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, Neil? Thank you. Right. Thank you, Reverend. And yes, remember, folks, if you don't quit, you win. Okay, yes, so sir. let me make my last comment. My mission or purpose in life is to spread the message that there is a cure for every addictive behavior. My uh, program is a spiritual cure, and the program is profiled in my book, Freedom from Addiction 3. Uh, if you meet three simple criteria, you will get well. I have uh, three free resources where you can start your journey. The first is a link to this podcast, www.freedomfromaddiction.libson.com, spelling Libson, L-I-B as in boy, S-Y-N, no spaces, no caps. The second is a link to my website, where you can find out more about my work with addiction, www.revwinhendersonmd.com. The final resource is my Twitter account. Uh, on uh, twitter.com, search for at Hugo the Artist. And there you will find inspirational and educational daily pearls of wisdom. Thanks everybody for being on the show today all right well that was great that was freedom from addiction truth without spoilers service of the meal on the show take care